This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, Strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create-A-Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Wow. 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 Oh, man. And might I just say, damn. Damn. Yeah, damn. Wow. Jeez. Oh, man. I'm sweating. Yeah. I mean, I feel you. I mean, and it's not just these Red Bulls that have been kicking in, either. No. It's, um, well, welcome, everybody, to another rendition of Headlock Talk. We're back. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Holy cow, what a show. What a freaking show. Uh, what a freaking show. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, the Texas Gentleman, Mr. Tanner Pruitt. <laughs> and to my right here, he is the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Damn. Damn. We um, we just got done watching AEW Double or Nothing, the first show in their canon of shows here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you can't tell, uh, <laughs> it was a great show. It was a wonderful show. Man. We're, we are quite blown away here. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, we've obviously got a lot of show to cover here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely want to dive right into it. Um we're also going to be co- using this episode as uh, we're covering the NXT Takeover 25 yes. uh, preview. Uh, you know, halfway through our, our episode here, so definitely stick around and check that out as well. We've got a lot of ground to cover on that as well. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, let's get some of uh, our initial thoughts here about yeah. AEW Double or Nothing here, Steven. What did you think, man? The show was incredible. Yeah? Uh, I-, I was expecting something big. I was expecting it to be a great show. Uh, this blew all my expectations out of the water, honestly. Yeah. Um, just every match was good. Yeah. Every match was good. Some matches were great. Couple matches were incredible, and uh, yeah, it one of the best pay per views I remember in in recent memory. Honestly, I, I would I would definitely agree with that point here. Top to bottom, one of the most solid uh, pay per view events that I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, regardless of company, uh, definitely super solid in ring work. Uh, that's not to say that I don't have some minor criticisms for sure. For sure. Uh, no but, show's perfect. Yeah, no show's perfect, but this is about as good this of a one show. This damn close. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. They did um, the the vast majority of things correct here. Um, I, I do want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of our listeners that are primarily WWE fans, uh, how should you feel watching this show or experiencing uh, AEW Double or Nothing or, or just AEW in general? Because like, I know that there's a lot of divisiveness between the fan bases right yeah, now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're primarily a WWE fan, what, what can we tell those fans out there uh, who are listening to us right now? I mean, honestly, I've said it on air before, I'm a primarily WWE fan. Yes. Um... You know, in the recent months, it's <laughs> my resolve has been uh, kind of tested. But um, I'll say this about Double or Nothing or uh, AEW in general: this felt like old school WWE. Okay. It, it felt like what I consider the golden age. Uh, maybe not the golden age, but what I grew up with and what I remember and what I fell in love with about wrestling, um, like the the early two thousands, basically. Ooh, you know. Um, just really solid angering work, really solid storytelling going on. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, I, I, and I definitely agree with you on those points for sure. And, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, sit here and mince words, mm-hmm. right? Um, WWE, if they continue on the path that they're going towards, as, as a fan who, myself personally, I've been a big WWE fan for a long, long time. Yeah. I still enjoy quite a bit of their product, uh, especially when it comes to NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, mm-hmm. etc. Um, WWE, especially if you're watching Raw or SmackDown week in, week out, as a fan, you're going to be taking it a bit on the chin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to be defending, you know, uh, defending that hill for WWE for a while. But I, I do want to help and try and break down these barriers here in the best way that I can, we as fans should not be even building these barriers in the first place. Mm. You know, the, the fact that there's divisiveness or even camps of people being pro-AEW and anti-WWE or or pro-WWE and anti-AEW, why not we all just keep into consideration, let's enjoy good wrestling. Yeah, right. Yeah. We should all enjoy good wrestling regardless of the company. And uh, obviously, if somebody does something that deserves 
some criticism, let's point that out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, companies can companies deserve to hear that feedback in order to better themselves. For right? sure. Um, but you you certainly can't help but think that a lot of what happened with AEW Double or Nothing is a direct response to a lot of what WWE's programming has been of recent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is with that thought that I say, let's try and come together on this and remember that we're all wrestling fans first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. And then first and foremost, we're pro pro wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from any promotion yes. or any event, you know. Yeah, if you're putting out good quality product, let's watch that and praise that product. Mm-hmm. If it's not, you know, like I said, these companies definitely deserve to hear it first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's not go after each other, attack each other. You know, make you know comments uh, mm-hmm. about you know you know why do you like this or yeah. you know attacks or whatever. It, it doesn't resolve anything. Yeah, I mean, I I love WWE. Yeah. Uh, from the looks of it, I'm gonna love AEW. Um, that's not to say that I want AEW to take over WWE or yeah. vice versa or anything like that. I I just want quality matches from both promotions. I want uh you know the superstars to you know really be treated well and and really love the career that they're in and everything like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that's very well said, Stephen. Thank you. Um, so let's carry on and let's celebrate this. Uh, experience of professional wrestling and this uh, wonderful show here, of course. Absolutely. Um, so AEW Double or Nothing opened with a pre-show of what turned out to be a 22-man casino battle royale. They had a they they had some interesting rules with this battle royale. Mm-hmm. It was not a typical battle royal where just all the men are entered in at once. Uh, they basically started with four guys in the ring and. All the other participants drew cards from a deck, and whatever suit it was matched to, you come out with that that group of people. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I actually missed this one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so you. Um, so basically, what it boiled down to was MJF looked like a, a, a complete star here. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was a super duper heel all the way through. We got some his heel works great. His heel work yeah. is great. Yeah, uh, we got some great showings from Jungle Boy. Uh, Tommy Dreamer was in there. <laughs> Glacier was in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, he 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 did a little bit of a, a mist blow at one point. Um, uh, did I mention Jimmy Havoc already? Yes. Or no, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, Jimmy Havoc. He he, he was running around with the staple gun uh, during the match, which was nice. awesome. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the the big one, the big entrant here uh, was Adam Page. Um, yeah. You know, Adam Page ultimately uh, won the Casino Battle Royale, which was awesome. That that sets him up for a future AEW World Heavyweight Title match. Yeah, well deserved for sure. Yes, well deserved. Absolutely. If they're if they're looking to build a star, uh, Adam Page is certainly a, a, the name that you want going up there. So I just since I missed this, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you a certain question. Sure. Um, I know WWE's battle royals have been interesting uh, yeah. in, the, in the past. How how does this compare? How did the rule set compare? It was interesting. They had some difficulties at first because when they when they called the first suit, it was actually delayed somehow. Mm. Like it sounded like they were 
they were having some issues, perhaps getting the talent to the ring. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but overall, after that, things really smoothed out. Um, so the the quality of the match was really really good. Right on. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to uh, look back and, and try to watch this because mm-hmm. um, m- me personally I'm usually not the biggest fan of battle royals. Yeah. Um, so it, I don't know that rule set seems kind of interesting to me. I'd be willing to give it a shot. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, I, I really enjoyed kind of uh, the change of pace there. For sure. I mean, we, we also saw uh, Luchasaurus, <laughs> who was uh, promoted pretty heavily within the match. Uh, Dude, his ring gear is awesome. It is. Pretty, it's really awesome. It's pretty dope. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. was in there. Of course, the son of the uh, late, great Brian Pillman. Uh, Joey Janela was in there. Billy Gunn was in there. Michael Nakazawa was in there. They had a, a lot of great talent. And then, of course, Sean Spears, uh, formerly Ty Dillinger, mm. uh, he was in, in the match, too. So uh, definitely an interesting battle royal. If you're looking for a battle royal that's something different, uh, this is definitely one for you. Uh, we also got a, a nice little 10-minute match there to close out the pre-show between Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara. Uh, um, both men uh, pretty equal in size and stature. Um, Sammy Guevara and, and Kip Sabian both really uh, put on a, a really awesome match for, for that was about 10 minutes long. You know, I, I think it got the crowd nice and warmed up. I've, I've seen people say that it wasn't that great. I actually really liked it. Right on. So... Um, you don't take that for what you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the show really opened here with uh, SoCal Uncensored, which was Christopher Daniels versus Frankie. Caz- uh, I'm sorry, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian yeah. and Scorpio Sky, uh, who we will be seeing at Wrestle Circus yes. next month. Yes, yeah, super excited. Um, so they took on the Stronghearts, which was Shima, T Hawk, and the Lindemann in a six man tag match. So, I know that you haven't seen much of either of these teams. Right. I knew of uh, Scorpio Sky, and I had seen a little bit of Shima. Yeah. But other than that, uh, most of these guys are new to me. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and what, what was your overall takeaway from, from this match here, Stephen? Let's, let's get into the, the, the dirty deeds. Of yeah, it, yeah, for will. sure. No, I really, really enjoyed the match. Um, I, thought it, I thought they all had really, really solid ring work. Yep. Um, one of the things that AEW, uh, specifically Young Bucks, were saying at, at the press conference and through interviews and stuff like that is uh, they're wanting to have the best tag team division mm. in uh, professional wrestling right now. And... Uh, it's kind of a theme throughout the show yeah. that that the tag matches on this card are really just at a on a higher caliber than uh, some of the other promotions that we've seen in the past, and this match was definitely no exception. Definitely no exception to that rule. Yeah, really, really solid ring work, and uh, the momentum was really nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, these guys definitely impressed me for for the first viewing of these guys, for sure. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that this was a really hot opener. It definitely got the crowd energized mm-hmm. and set the perfect tone for the rest of the night. The pacing was really well. Uh, they set it up. Um, all the spots were set up very nicely. Yeah. And that's definitely something to expect from uh, especially... Uh, Shima and you know the the rest of the Strong Hearts crew from OWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got them in tip top shape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. And I, I think uh, you know one of the reasons that I'm not the biggest fan of tag matches is it seems that uh, some promotions will want will like almost 
we always make a joke about it uh, where someone's dead out of the ring. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tag match, but it's really only a one on one match because two of the guys are dead for the last five minutes. Um, and so, usually, from my experience, when you make it a six man tag match, that problem gets even worse. Yeah, <laughs> but this one did not have that problem at all. The like you said, the pacing was really really good, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of. Uh, multi-man spots that really kept the match fresh and mm-hmm. really kept the momentum going mm-hmm. in, in a way that, uh, to be honest, I, I really haven't seen a lot in tag matches. Well, and to that point, it made the finish for me unpredictable because yeah. I was yeah. seeing both teams go back and forth. And I was like, this could really go either way, mm-hmm. which sure. which which I think that makes wrestling even better when Absolutely. it's just like, oh, well, I I really don't see who who who's going to go over in this one for sure. So it it was really nice to see that. Uh, I ended up giving this one about three and a half stars. I also gave it three and a half. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, really great match. Very solid opening. Really enjoyed it. Um, The next match coming up here was uh, Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Um, now, at the start of the match, Brandy Rose came out, mm-hmm. and it looked like she was ready. She had, she yeah, had her yeah. gear on, uh, and she got on the mic, and she was saying, like, I know I told you ladies you know, that we wanted to you know, really have a great match, you know, have a good opener for the, the women's division, you know, but I want more than that. I want, I want an awesome yeah, match. I want it to be awesome. Right. Yeah. And I expected The Miz to come out. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, exactly. Um, however, we actually ended up getting uh, a really awesome surprise mm-hmm. here, uh, which was Awesome Kong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I haven't seen her in quite some time. I it's think been a while. It's yeah. definitely been a while. Yeah. Um, but she definitely added uh, She definitely added to the match here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the spots that she was in were few and far between. I just don't know if that was just a matter of ring rust or, or what that is. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it in the in the last match. Uh, you know, some tag matches have the problem of just someone dying out, yeah. outside of the ring. Unfortunately, in my opinion, that's kind of how Awesome Kong was in yeah. this match. Um, the, the spots that she was in were great. Uh, the spots that everyone was doing while she was outside of the ring were great. Mm-hmm. But it's really just hard for me to stop thinking about Oh hey, this is a fatal four way match, but there's only three people for like three fourths of the match. Yeah, you know, true. But um, it, and and I think that that there goes some credit to that too. I think what they tried to do is is just add the or or in this case here, if we're using a casino terminology, up the ante a little bit. Oh here. snap! Oh snap! <laughs> uh, they they definitely upped the ante by adding Awesome Kong into the match, yeah. uh, but you still had uh, Nyla Rose still coming out looking like a monster. Yep, which I think that was uh, the plan all along here. Uh, and I really, really feel like both Britt Baker and Kylie Ray came out uh, came out looking like superstars here. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think honestly, for for me in this match, Kylie Ray was the the breakout star. Mm. Um, she had she just has a way of really selling her character, no mm. matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was getting pummeled in that match, but uh, I think one of the things they were dr- trying to drive home and, and something that she did drive home very well was uh, the determination uh, of her character and, and everything like that. True. And I think Britt Baker did a really good job of being a, a good heel in a, a similar way that her significant other, one Mr. Adam Cole does, uh, just throughout the match, kind of doing a little bit of taunting, yeah, but also yeah. backing up the moves. We, all, we also saw 
uh, a, a slight reference to Adam Cole's last shot mm. um, uh, by Britt Baker. So I, I think that it was a very, very well done uh, women's match. Uh, Britt Baker did get the win here. Um, you know, the, the the dentist pins the the girl who's always smiling. Yep. Uh, so there was a little bit of irony there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I ended up giving that one about three stars. Yeah. Um, when I originally rated it, just based off of all the ring work and everything like that, mm-hmm. uh, I went with three and a half stars. Okay. I really thought it, it was a solid match. Yeah. Um, upon thinking about it a little bit more, honestly, I took off that that half uh, oh, okay. down to three stars, specifically because of the awesome Kong. Uh, kind of dying outside of the ring. Yeah, um, it was really cool to have her out. Everything about the match was great, um, but it it was in the back of my mind almost the whole match. You know. Yep. Nope. I agree. Uh, still a wonderful surprise. I think we're going to still see a lot of Awesome Kong in the future. Yes. She seems to have some connections here with Brandy Rhodes, so uh, I, I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Awesome Kong just yet. Yeah. Uh, following uh, the women's fatal four way here, we had the best friends. Uh, Chucky T, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta uh, facing off with Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, now this <laughs> this was also a really good tag match, hundred percent. Yeah, um, both teams had uh, quite um, they had very unique offensive maneuvers, mm. right? And that were very different. There was a lot of styles clash there. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, no there were, yeah, there was a lot of moves uh, in there where I really kind of didn't know what I was looking at, mm. and, and we we actually rewound a couple times to see some of those moves. Um, really, really awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of the moves that they were doing, uh, like I said, I really haven't seen before, and it really just gave the match this feeling of uh, explosiveness. I guess is is a good word for it. Yeah, where it's just like action, 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 action all the time, you know? True. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one for sure. I think both tag teams have a, a solid place, and I know from my experience in, in viewing PWG, uh, both uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor are awesome singles competitors as well. Mm. I think we would definitely expect to see uh, the same thing here from uh uh, both Jack Evans and Angelico, if given the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I will say one thing, and this is the s- smallest nitpicky thing ever. Mm. Um, best friends and Angelico and Jack Evans, they were all wearing neon green. Yeah. And it was very strange. Uh, it, it was a bit difficult. To... As the match went on, it, it was a little easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one specific spot where I think, if I remember correctly, it was... Uh, Jack Evans had Trent Beretta in some kind of uh, leg hold, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took me like a triple take to really like see what kind of hold he had him in. Just because my eyes were being exploded with neon green. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the smallest complaint ever. Well, and, Just a little nitpick, yeah, you know. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll nitpick here with you. Mm-hmm. Everybody wore that same kind of shade. Some less than others. I think the best friends had it on the, the least here, but Angelico yeah. and Jack Evans were like bleached in neon oh, green. Man, yeah, uh, it's so, like they got slimed from like Nickelodeon. Oh man, yeah. Um, just personal opinion here. I I rather. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of that shade of green. I think it's yeah. a little bit a little bit tough on the eyes sometimes. Yeah, but again, that's just being super nitpicky. Yeah. Um, I ended up giving this one 
Uh, actually, about three and three quarters stars here. Uh, I thought it was definitely fine. Still keeps up uh, the um, uh, the match ratings here. Yeah, very consistent, very high quality uh, for what we're getting on an undercard. I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I actually ended up giving this star or giving this match four stars. Oh, the um, full four, huh? Yeah, full four. The uh, the tag moves that they were doing were just really, really solid. And like I said, the momentum of the match was just consistent the entire time. There was always something going on. And uh, coming from some other tag matches, man, that's really, really refreshing to see. You know, just w- when I think of a really solid tag match, I think of just chaos. You know. Just bodies flying, all that kind of stuff, and this match delivered on that. So I'm giving it the full four. Really, really solid tag match. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that one there. Uh, We did get another surprise after the match here. Uh, We actually got the arrival of the Super Smash Brothers, uh, or Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't know what the trademark on that looks like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm... Having it written out like that, Super Smash Brothers, it, it looks like I'm looking at a Nintendo uh, website. So, oh, hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't get sued. Yeah, that, that seems really shaky territory. Uh, who knows? I mean, yeah. you might have some licensing things going on there for sure. The, yeah. the crowd really didn't know the Super Smash Brothers uh, or the Super Smash Bros. Um, it, I am somewhat familiar with them just based on me having a, a, a long history of watching PWG. Right on. I know that they've been in other um, organizations since then, of course. But uh, at the same time, I just don't. Uh, I just don't think the crowd was super duper familiar. A little bit of a vague reference there. But yeah. it's a solid arrival, and it's another solid tag team mm-hmm. by all intents and purposes there. Uh, like I said, if they've kept up the work that I've, I'm familiar with them from PWG, I think we're, the, that we're still in for a real big treat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. The next match here, and I super-duper apologize if I get the names mispronounced, but I'm going to do my absolute best here. Okay? I believe in you. Oh, thank you. We have Aja Kong, versus, uh, Aja Kong with Yuka Sakazaki and Emi Sakura on one team. You nailed that one. Oh. Halfway home. Yep. Uh, versus uh, Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryu uh, Mizunami. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, this was a six woman tag match. I'm not familiar with any of these ladies. No. No, I, I really haven't seen any of them. Well, I know that they are all scouted by. Uh, Brandy Rhodes and Kenny Omega for the most part. I know, yeah. I know Kenny Omega was initially the one uh, who, I, well, let me rephrase. He got his start watching Japanese women wrestling. Right. Uh, so it made a lot of sense for us to have this particular international flavor. And I certainly wasn't disappointed. No, definitely not. I thought it was a really solid match. I, I heard a lot. There was there are a few people in the corners of the internet that were like, "Well, I'm unfamiliar with them, so I'm not really going to rate that match all that high." Um, yeah, you know, I don't think that's fair. I don't think it is either. Uh, but um, I thought they put out a really, really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it overall three and a half star rating. There, Aja Kong was beating people up left and right. 
throughout the match. There was really good action by all six women. Absolutely. Um, you know, and personally, I, I would definitely want to see more of them. Yeah, absolutely. No, I ended up giving this one a, a three stars. Um, I originally gave it three and a half. There was kind of a, a weird flub um, with, yeah. with the... I can't remember who pinned who, um, but there there was a two count. Yep. Um, and the and the the, the ring uh, the, the the guy in charge of the ring bell. Yeah. He he rung the bell. Yeah. Um. And so it was. It kind of led to a weird, confusing situation. Uh. Yep. But I I do want to give a shout out to that ref for standing her ground. Yep. Giving that that <laughs> bell ringer the death stare. Yeah. And being like, hey, you're dumb. Two count. Yeah, glared at him and held up the two fingers. Mm-hmm. She was like, count. "Let's keep the keep the match going. Uh, we're just gonna roll on with that." And I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the match three stars. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, and the ladies picked that up pretty well afterwards, even too. Oh yeah, like they were they were like, "Oh, but you know the the people who thought they won, mm-hmm. the ladies who thought they won, they were like, oh, but we got three. I mean, what, what's the deal?'" And um, you know, they really turned the match around after that. Yeah. They recovered nicely. Well done. There was that flub, and, you know, for for that, you know, I'll, I'll give that to them. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm was, not going to really knock it. Yeah. Knock them for it. Uh, just it wasn't because their fault. It wasn't their fault, and also it was handled pretty much exactly the best way you could have handled it. Mm-hmm. So. No, absolutely. I completely 100% agree. Uh, let's, uh... Let's talk about this next match here, Steven. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh. You, you know the one I'm talking about. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Brutal. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was It was uh, probably, in my opinion, the show stealer. Yes, 100%. Uh, I really, really enjoyed pretty much every facet of this. This was a... Um, this was very old school. Mm-hmm. Like, if you went back to, like, you know, uh, late 80s, early 90s WCW-style wrestling, mm-hmm. um, or even, like, old school NWA wrestling before that, um, this is absolutely what you would have gotten, uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> we, we can't really discuss this match without also talking about the opening sequence there. Uh, before both men uh, came out, uh, we were treated to uh, the unveiling of some kind of uh, throne, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a throne with a with a giant iron cross on it. Yup. N- you know, not uh, not implicit of anything at all. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we get the spotlight on this giant throne. And then, of course, uh, uh, Brandy and Cody come out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they, they're they're out there. They're headed to the ring. Um, Cody looks great. Uh, Brandy looks great. And Brandy she she opens up the you know the the, the apron from from underneath, and she reveals a, a sledgehammer that's sitting down there. Mm-hmm. Again, no significance. No symbolism. No symbolism whatsoever, <laughs> or significance at all. Yeah. Um, so she, she hands over this sledgehammer to Cody and Cody lifts it up. He's looking at it. He kind of reminded me of somebody. I I can't really put my finger on it to be quite honest. Um, (laughs) but he heads over, uh, to this throne. I I don't know. Is this a game of Thrones reference? 
Maybe. Uh, uh, Maybe. I'm scratched my head thinking. I think it's a little more meta than that. Yeah, I can't just put my finger on it. <laughs> anyway, he he takes this sledgehammer and he he hits the chair uh-huh. of this throne and the giant iron cross breaks off of yeah, it. Yeah, and there's lights and smoke and, yeah. and uh, the, the, the thing crumbles. The thing, and, yeah. You know, yeah. A very odd, non-symbolic, non-implicit no. segment at all. No symbolism whatsoever. I, I was very confused <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm right there with you, Stephen. Um, so, I mean, uh, are we just going to... Move on from there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so out comes Dustin. Yeah, and Dustin looks in fantastic shape. Oh, he looks great. Yeah. No, he absolutely looks great. Yeah, probably probably some of the best shape that I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. His ring ring attire was really cool too. Yeah, I really like the ring attire. Really like the face paint. Mm-hmm. Um. So there were. Like I said, this was a very old school, hard hitting match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great chance uh, by the crowd for Dusty. Uh, there were great chance by the crowd for both men. Yeah, uh, uh, there was a "You still got it" chant you for st- Dustin. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. A "You still got it" chant. That mm-hmm. was, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, great brawling. Uh, uh, Brandy played a great heel by interfering in the match, but then got ejected. Right. Uh, Dustin got. Busted wide open oh, from an exposed turnbuckle. Man, um, I will note that it was really cool because they threw the turnbuckle, like like the turnbuckle pad, into the crowd. Yeah, whoever caught that—that that is a collector's piece. Yeah, good keep, God, keep that. Yes, that's going to be worth a lot of money. Uh huh, hundred um, percent. But yeah, that Dustin being busted open like that was like a. I thought it was a very nice touch, and it was. While it was hard to watch at points, mm-hmm. I thought it drove home even more emotion than what was already in the match. Yeah, no, absolutely. Even w- without that, both guys were doing really, really solid storytelling. And there wasn't even really that much dialogue going on. Um, but just the... What am I trying to say? Their presence and their body language and, yep. and everything like that really drove home the, the, their the, demeanors. The demeanors of them really drove home the storyline that they're that they're portraying. And I mean, even all that aside, the ring work was great. I mean, yeah. it, it was really really great. Cody, we know Cody's awesome, yeah. and he was awesome here. And Dustin, like the crowd was chanting, definitely still has it. Yep, definitely still has yeah. it. I mean, they they put on a match where it wasn't like. Okay, we have to do a whole bunch of flips. I mean, Dustin did do a, a flip yeah, on the outside, like he a had flipping a senton. senton off of the ring apron. Yeah, yeah, that took me off guard. But they they proved that you don't need to have all of that to put on a great, highly entertaining match. They just did all of the basics absolutely right. Yeah, and that's all it took. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the the, the blood uh, was was awesome. There was blood all over let, Dustin. Let, let me just tell you guys, when, when we say he got busted up, he was bleeding a lot for about 15 minutes, yeah. maybe even longer. There was there was blood outside the ring, there was blood in the ring, there was blood on Dustin and Cody and the ref. Yeah, blood all over the map. It was crazy. There was... Mm. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I think that this was an amazing... Amazing match, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue 
And if anybody wants to argue against me on this, fair enough, we will have a debate about it. Mm -hmm. But I think that both of these men, both of these brothers, gave each other their own best match of their careers, respectively. I agree. I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Both guys absolutely killed it. The crowd was invested all the way through. Um, The atmosphere in there must have been amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I can't help but give this match the full five stars. Yeah. I thought it was great. Absolutely. The full five stars, indeed. I mean, I I don't think there's an argument to be had that uh, it is anything less than five stars, really. The the storytelling that, that they did, uh, the in-ring work was great, the emotion from everything, and then, uh, not to spoil too much, but uh, there was a, a sign of respect at the end uh, yep. with with Cody and Dustin um I won't spoil what what that was but just all around great yeah full five stars 100% yep it was it was a match that absolutely needed to happen one that I I we were both looking forward to mm-hmm. and I I I think it certainly exceeded my expectations by a pretty large margin absolutely I I I knew it was going to be a good match I did not know it was going to be I mean, what I wrote here, an instant classic, because I really think it's that high quality of a match. Uh-huh. 100%. I 100% agree with you all the way on that. Um, let's talk about the match, or rather, the moment that mm. came afterwards here. Yeah. Um, we had um, the Lucha... Actually, um, we had... Not the Lucha Brothers, but before that, we had the unveiling of the AEW... World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Presented by none other than the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, one of my personal favorite professional wrestlers of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yep. And he got the biggest pop of all time. (laughs) He got a big reaction. The crowd ate it up. 100% ate it up. So Brett's in the ring, and he's presenting uh, the title... Um, he calls out Hangman Adam Page, who won, again, the 22-man Battle Royale uh, at the uh, uh, beginning of the show, during the pre-show, rather. Um, and he, I think he may have intended to have Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho also come out. Mm. I don't know what, what, what he was trying to portray there. I mean, really, I thought it was kind of strange that he called anyone out. Yeah, I, I I I don't know. I thought the uh, that segment really should have just been about the belt, really. Yeah, but, I I agree. I mean, it, it doesn't like take away from the show or anything. It's just mm. kind of what I was thinking in the moment. I think what this segment really do, uh, does here is it brought out uh, someone who I think we can expect to see a real star here in the near future. Uh, somebody who's going to be a real top heel in AEW, and again, that's. Uh, MJF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. MJF came out and cr- uh, he, he cut a creative, fiery, <laughs> hilarious promo yeah. um, that that really put him over as somebody to be taken seriously. A very old school classic heel work being mm-hmm. done. Um, he did give us some cheap heat, but it was cheap heat that was done effectively well. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, so he, I loved when he uh, when he stole uh, Bret Hart's like uh, oh the, the the best there is yeah he he stole that and he's like no nah, I'm not gonna say that 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 sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was funny 
Uh, he kept referring to Hangman Page as a horse. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about horsies? We'll talk about horsies. <laughs> yeah, he, he said that he's not a horse professor, yeah. which I, I don't know what kind of profession that is. I don't know. Um, it was a great promo. It was a very yeah. good promo. Um, he then got um, uh, knocked off the apron. Not really knocked off the apron, but he jumped off the apron when confronted by Adam Page mm-hmm. finally. Um, and he started walking away. And then he was confronted by Jungle Boy, who had come out. Jungle Boy is also a really awesome talent. He had a really good showing in the Battle Royal, of course. Yeah. Um, and MJ then, have called him a prepubescent teenager. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, think, I said I, I said he think I think he looks like the third young buck. Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> He's got the chops, man. Yeah, the chops, the chops and the and the hair. Yeah. Um, he, I think he's only about twenty one or twenty two. He's super young. He is yeah. very young. Yeah. Um, but it, along with Jungle Boy, out came Jimmy Havoc. Oh yes. Yeah, and Jimmy looked uh, like he was ready to fight. Oh, like menacing as hell. So so MJF uh, ultimately got surrounded by. All three mm-hmm. of them, Jungle Boy, Jimmy Havoc, and Adam Page, and Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy dispatched of uh, of them pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, of MJF, rather, that is. Uh, at the end, uh, Bret Hart unveiled the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, and man, it looks beautiful. Boy, is that a pretty belt. It's a, it, it actually looks like one of the old school, old school and new school brought together. It had... Uh, you know, it was an actual belt. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. looked great. Oh, it, it looked really, really nice, and it's huge. Yeah, that thing is massive. That thing's really it's big. A really, really big belt. Like it reminds me of. I mean, it, not the shape or anything, but just the size of the old uh, world heavyweight belt. I was uh, thinking the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just massive, massive belt, and, and that's kind of, kind of what it looks like you know yeah no i thought it was kind of funny though because uh you know they they were doing the segment unveiling the belt and then mjf comes out and that whole segment starts and as soon as uh jungle boy and jimmy havoc dispatched of of uh mjf mm-hmm. they cut immediately to bret hart holding the the title mm-hmm. they, they didn't they didn't waste any time they were like all right there's that awesome thing oh and by the way here's this insanely beautiful belt you know, and there's obvious shades here too of MJF and Adam Page are definitely going to be having some programs together here. They're probably of of the bunch. They're probably the two most up and coming rising stars yeah. out of there. Uh, Adam Page being the, the bigger face, um, and then uh, MJF being obviously the bigger heel here. Mm-hmm. So um, that's definitely going to be something to watch out for. Uh, if Adam Page becomes champion, or you know, or if the the championship eludes him, uh, then we're definitely gonna be sure to keep an eye out for MJF. Either way, I'm I'm sure their feud is gonna be something to look out for. Uh, the penultimate main event here: mm. the Lucha Brothers in one corner, the AAA Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks in the other corner. The story here was. The Lucha Brothers uh, have been working their asses off all year long, yeah. competing in many, many, yeah, many they, matches. They said they had 48 matches in 2019 alone. Yeah, that's an, a, a ridiculous amount yeah. of work. Yeah, that's like uh, a match twice a week, or, or once a week, or, or once every other day yeah. or so. 
Um, so that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Young Bucks have not nearly had that much in-ring action this right. year. Uh, so, you know, I mean, outside of them actually taking the AAA tag team titles off of the Lucha Brothers, I can't recall another Young Bucks match this year. Yeah. Um, so the storytelling here was, will the ring rust of the Young Bucks catch up with them? Right. And... There were parts of it where you were like, okay, well, yeah, they're not entirely on the same page. Yeah. Uh, but the action definitely made up for it. Pentagon and Phoenix looked like absolute stars throughout oh, the match. Man, even more so than the uh, the Angelico Jack Evans match. Uh, th- this match almost like redefined what a tag team match could be yeah. for me, really. Um they didn't have any of the the stupid oh this guy's dead out of the ring or anything like that and then when they set up the storyline of hey lucha bros are you know they're in the moment ready to go and the young bucks are you know maybe a little rusty or whatever they told that storyline super super well and not to the detriment of the match either like every all of the spots that they were doing to try to convey that storyline made sense in the momentum and in the match itself, you know? It was it was certainly all action, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. I uh, really thoroughly enjoyed this match. The, cl- the closest match that I could compare it to tag team-wise this year would have been when the War Raiders took on Ricochet and Aleister Black at NXT TakeOver New York. Yeah. Um, I would say those are probably on level with each other. Some of the finest tag team action that I've seen all year. I like that you bring that up because the the War Raiders were uh, originally one of the tag teams where I was like, okay, a staple tag team can put on c- consistently great matches. You know that that is a possibility. And then now we get this, and that just really drives home that point to me too. Yeah, we've been, I don't know, man. WWE's tag matches as of late have been not. Good. Well, and it feels like the the War Raiders really kind of fell off the face of the earth ever since coming to Raw. Yeah. Which was not the point at all of bringing them on. That was no. to embellish the Raw brand and the tag divisions, yeah. and they just dropped the ball. Yeah, no, the, the War Raiders uh, moving up to the main roster was um, a really, really great choice. Not pushing them is a terrible choice. I think it was a big mistake of them not even going. Uh, or, or or of them going to the main roster in the first place. It's I mean, like, I you, agree you, with that because I do want to. I I love them on NXT. Yeah, I, but well, well, and I want to see them. I want to see them compete. I want to see more of them. Yeah, but I feel like be, them being brought up to the main roster was on a whim and without any planning or decision making, whatever it means. Yeah, but this isn't about Raw. Right. This isn't about the War Raiders. Yep. This is about the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, and they put on an amazing match. I I gave this four and a half, mm. uh, which I, I, I still gave that to Ricochet and uh, Aleister Black versus the War Raiders at TakeOver New York. Uh, the, the one complaint I have, and this is, again, we're nitpicking here. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Lucha Brothers should have gone over and and won the titles that that night. Uh, it would have been nice to see a title change. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously with the Lucha Brothers and uh, uh, you know both of them actually still competing in AAA, mm-hmm. I think it would have been fitting and the right thing to do. Keeping the titles on the Young Bucks 
there's a bunch of question marks as to how often are they going to be competing in AAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, who knows? But yeah. the, the Lucha Brothers certainly look great even in putting over the Young Bucks. Uh, I think they're, they, they got over more possibly losing to the Young Bucks uh, than what anybody else losing a match would normally look. For sure, yeah. I mean, that was really my uh, only complaint with the match as well. Uh, I really think they should have uh, dropped the titles here. Um, you know, Young Bucks, they're not like the the most established uh, in like the mainstream audience, but with the AEW audience, you know who Young Bucks are. And yeah. you, you should know who Lucha Bros are too, but not to the same extent that you know the Young Bucks. And so I really think it would have been better if the Lucha Bros did go over here and got the titles back. Um, also, with AEW being brand new, this is their first pay-per-view. They just announced and uh, you know showed off their title. I don't think it's that smart to put a title from a different promotion on one of your top tag teams. Um, I really think that they should have dropped the titles and then introduced their own tag belts and then possibly put them on the Young Bucks. I just think it's kind of weird. You need to establish your brand before you have other brands being in there. Right, you know? right. And and this might also be, without saying, like, you know, what's the possibility of them, them introducing the tag titles for AEW later on? Mm. Obviously, these two teams are going to be ones that are competing in it. Maybe the story long term is the Lucha Bros actually win the first tag team titles against the Young Bucks in spite of them losing here. Yeah. So who knows what the what the story is going to be? I certainly look forward to seeing what this would happen. But again, that's just a slight nitpick on my part. Yeah. I would have preferred to see the title change hands here. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave this team. one a. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave this one a four and a half. Yeah. Really, really solid work. Same here. There's there's really not much else to be said. It, it, watch this match. It's really, really good. Really good. Um, then we have the main event, of course, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Um, let me ask you this. Mm. Do How do you compare this to their match from Wrestle Kingdom 12? I mean, I won't mince words. Not as good. Um, mm. that, that's not to say this was a bad match by no, any means. It was, not at all. it was a fantastic match. But it was definitely different. It was a different feel, a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. The 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 match at Wrestle Kingdom and also the match at um, was it Dominion? Um, they they've only faced each other once. Oh, okay. In, in okay. New Japan. Okay. Well, it's just a different vibe. You yeah. know, this one was a little bit more um, just straight up wrestling, mm-hmm. whereas the other ones had a little bit more of uh, you know cerebral kind of stuff and things like that. Um, not as good, but still a really high quality match. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Um, obviously, the the big thing looming in the background is the winner of this match would face Adam Page mm. uh, for the uh, the heavyweight championship, and um, they the I mean the commentary team again kind of did, gave you gave you a tip off about Jericho's new finisher, uh, the Judas effect. Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to play a part into the match? Um, you know, Kenny did break his nose early in the match there, yeah. and uh, the Judas effect. Uh, we'll say this: it certainly played its effect into uh, the finish here, especially considering Kenny's broken nose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, I thought that finisher was a little lackluster, hmm. honestly. Like, hmm. I, I thought it was cool, and he pulled it off really well. And it will probably make a bigger splash once I'm more used to it. Yeah, it's just it. 
It did kind of come out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, and also I, w- I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really know what I was looking for because I don't mm-hmm. I didn't know what the move was. Mm-hmm. Um, after it happened, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the move. And yeah. I think in in later matches, I'll be able to I'll be able to sit there and be like, oh my god, he hit the Judas effect. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it was kind of just like. Oh, that's a hard elbow. Oh, oh, right. that's his new finish. Okay, I get it. Right, you and, know. And even I, I knew what it looked like, but even then, I, I guess this is kind of where the more WWE fan for me comes out mm. is like, I wish it was a little bit more played up. Yeah, maybe a slight theatrics, not mm-hmm. anything like super crazy, yeah. like where you're playing to the crowd on it or anything like that, but. I, th- I do think it kind of came out of nowhere a mm-hmm. little bit. I do like the move. Yeah. I just think that the type of move it is, it doesn't really, uh, it, it doesn't sell itself very well for like the first time you ever see it, mm-hmm. but it is still a solid move. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. Um, so I ultimately gave this about four and a half stars. It was not, not quite at the level of the first match, mm. though something tells me that these two aren't finished with each other right no for sure um so uh, i do expect for this to be an ongoing program for the future yeah uh, chris jericho got on the mic after the match and cut a very very Fantastic good promo, promo. yeah um he's he w- great he wanted the crowd to thank him well not just the crowd kenny aew yeah everyone. everybody yeah he wanted he wanted to be thanked mm-hmm. and got a, got a shower of booze for that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, someone who didn't want to thank him, and this was the biggest surprise of them all, <laughs> one Mr. John Moxley made his arrival in what was the shock of the night. Uh, he came out of the ring. Three uh, uh, Streamers were thrown into the ring uh, for, for Moxley, and he dispatched of uh, Jericho. He dispatched of the referee. And then, just when he thought he might have been trying to help Kenny Omega... Uh, he tried to, uh, I, I don't know if he's still calling it the Dirty Deeds or not, mm-hmm. but he, he tried to put a Dirty Deeds on Omega. Omega countered it. They both took a tumble out to the ring. A brawl ensued yep. all the way up to the production area, all the way up to the big poker chips that were sitting on top of the uh, of the uh, the stage. Uh, he got the Dirty Deeds on Omega, and then he planted them almost, almost, with an attitude adjustment, yeah, or or uh, all the way to the to the where where they had a crash pad, mm. one could say he he gave Kenny an fu, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. No, that that I had a smile on my face the entire time mm. that Moxley was coming out uh, when he was dispatching people during his bout with or his brawl with uh, Kenny. This is a huge acquisition. I'm so, 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 so pumped that Moxley's part of AEW right now. And what a huge way to debut. What yeah. a huge way to debut. No, let me just come out at the end of your main event and dispatch both guys. Absolutely. And, and have the whole crowd behind me the entire time. I thought it was awesome. So this basically pieces things together here. Mm. I, obviously, we're going to see a lot of Kenny and, and, and Ambrose. I'm... <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, Kenny and you're gonna get Kenny and Moxley. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're gonna see a lot of them. Uh, and, Real quick. Yeah. Four and a half stars. Yes, four and a half stars is what I, I gave for, for Kenny the, and uh, Jericho yep. as well. Yep. Um, so 
you've got you've got potentially about six top guys, I would say, in the running here. You've got Hangman Adam Page, you've got Cody, you've got Kenny Omega, you've got Chris Jericho, uh, you've got John Moxley now, and then I would say depending on what the situation shakes out here, you've also got Pac. Yeah, I would say these guys are the six guys worth considering there for that. I mean, title for me, scene. man, there's a seventh one with Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, I love me some Havoc, and then possibly even MJF. Considering, yeah. I mean, j- just to put it this way, there there is huge talent and a lot of it on this roster. Yeah, yeah, it definitely didn't make things uh, super predictable, which yeah. is great. Um, overall, yeah, this show is an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. We tried not to ruin any of the, the results and the finishing for you. Obviously, you know, you, you can get some subtext by some things that we've said of here. Uh, but, uh, yes, this is definitely a show worth watching, uh, you know, even if you've listened to this before watching yeah. the show. So, highly recommend this here. Uh, find it in any way that you can. I think it's still available by cable service providers, or if not, you can also catch it on uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, live the mm-hmm. streaming service that's how we watched it um, I had problems with my cable provider in trying to order it which was unfortunate but I think that's a bit of an isolated incident no problems with uh, Bleacher Report Live no nope. none whatsoever no buffering anything like that ran, so if ran, you want a if you want a high quality stream go to Bleacher Report Live ran very smoothly I know they had some technical problems in the past but I think that they've they were definitely prepared for this one, yeah. and they did a fantastic job in making sure everything ran smoothly. Uh, do we have a viewer count, by chance, for Double or Nothing yet? Have they released that? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I'm sure that it will do pretty well, because it was trending. Um, from from what I saw reported by the Wrestling Observer, uh, they were the third most searched item on Google as of, gotcha. as of uh Saturday night. Very nice. So um, that definitely doesn't mean that this is a niche thing. This Mm-mm. is uh, this is definitely getting big. some momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some things I think needed some polishing. Yeah. Um, I think that's a lot of the camera work and the directing uh, really could do some work. also think the venue having two entrance ramps going yeah. into one was a little awkward. Yeah. I think what they were trying to go for was double or nothing, you yeah. know, the, the double uh, ring ramps. Two, two tunnels. But but that led to a couple spots where the cameraman was, like, straight up facing the wrong tunnel. Right. You know. Well, and, and, and Cody and the Bucks, they, they definitely also said, hey, you know, this is our first show, too. Like, right. we're, we're, you know, we're going to take a look back on things. We're going to rewatch the show ourselves, and we're going to learn from the things that we could do better. So, mm-hmm. hopefully that's one of the things that, that gets changed up is a little bit more... Uh, emphasis on the directing and the camera work. Yeah. Um, I also think, um, and this is again, these are two of these are, both of these are very uh, slight criticisms. Um, not anything I'm too worried about because I know that they'll make improvements as they go. This is again their first show, so I'm not too bothered. Right. Uh, but I do think that they need to uh, um, maybe work with the commentary team a little bit here. You had two alphas in Excalibur. And Jr. Mm-hmm. I know that you really enjoy J- having Jr. back. I love having Jr. back. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, his his voice certainly adds a lot of legitimacy to it for older fans, for sure. Um, but Got a couple. I, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that on air. So no, there you go. <laughs> it's a running joke with me and Steve, and the, the oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, I, I think. It, 
I think Excalibur possibly, and this is just my opinion, Excalibur himself could have handled the show all on his own, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having JR there added some legitimacy, and uh, the other announcer, uh, he, uh, it was a bit shaky. This is, I know, his his first ever show mm-hmm. in, in doing that, but he, he got better as the night progressed. I think yeah. the more that he becomes familiar with wrestling, where he becomes familiar with the AEW product, the better it'll be. Mm-hmm. So, just uh, slight criticisms. Yeah, criticisms one of one of the criticisms. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the only criticisms I have for the commentary was it was just, just ever so slightly a little too quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, the the double or nothing crowd was eating everything up a hundred percent, and they were really really loud, which is really great. Yeah, but at certain times you really just straight up couldn't hear the commentary and you know that's not necessarily the worst thing just because you know you're there for the the in-ring talent and the what's going on in the ring but i do think that uh the right commentary at the right time can really add to a match and to be honest really the whole time i had trouble hearing the commentary Mm -hmm. so well yeah and and i do feel like like i said with with jr and excalibur they're two alphas Mm. Excalibur normally does all the PWG commentary on his own. Right. Uh, JR, he's, you know, he's done commentary forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, you know. So he he obviously feels his need to make sure he gets his, you know, two cents across. Mm-hmm. They're competing for, for real estate there at the commentary yeah, booth, it for seems. for sure. Uh, so, but I, I'm, sh- I'm quite sure that all of that will shake out as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, another thing. One, one okay. small thing. Before we depart from AEW. De- before we depart from AEW. Um, put the the bell ringer on the other side of the barrier. <laughs> uh, it was, there's, it's so tightly cramped in that one corner oh, okay. that, that the spots that they do in there uh-huh. are, are really cramped and, uh-huh. and awkward looking, I think. Interesting. There was only a couple spots, but it was just, I don't know. It, they're kind of tucked away in the corner, and then any time you go into that corner, it's super cramped. Hey, I didn't even really think about that all that much. That's very interesting. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, maybe that, that means it's not that big of an issue, huh. you know, if you really didn't think about it. Yeah. I know. I mean, well, you do raise a good point, though. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not it, it's not a huge deal, yeah. you know. No, I but, get it. And, and it did lead to uh, one spot with Chris Jericho uh, announcing himself <laughs> as the victor and ringing the bell for himself. I thought that was pretty funny, but... The spot leading up to that was just kind of like, okay. True. Okay. True. Yeah. Let's move right along here. Uh, let's let's cover, let's do a little bit of a preview cover here for NXT TakeOver 25. Yeah. Uh, definitely another highly anticipated uh, wrestling event here. Uh, it's going to take place next Saturday, June the 1st, uh, f- uh, from the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh so I'm really excited for this one here. They have a, a they have some really big shoes to live up for. NXT New York was absolutely ridiculous. Killer, killer, killer. Yeah. Uh, up until I mean, I would say NXT New York was on par with Double or Nothing. If 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 not slightly better in my opinion there was just some moments and every match was, was I was I was going to say that I was going to say double or nothing is almost on par with with takeover yeah. in, in my opinion the takeover man it was good I mean it's one of the best pay-per-views that WWE's ever done yeah you know, probably the best pay-per-view honestly really it probably <laughs> is the best so it, it's kind of hard to say double or nothing was that good yeah but 
It was good. It was, um, it was almost good, that good. But 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 here we have NXT Takeover 25. There are some awesome matches here, guys. Yes, um, yes. Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Oh. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hard hitting contest. That is a match I didn't know that I needed until they put it on a card, and now I need it in my life. Yeah, that sounds so great. It's gonna be awesome. Um, Matt Riddle, he's he's the he's the bro. He's, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's, and he's a bro that's gonna beat you up. Yeah. And Roderick <laughs> Strong, he's had some issues with Undisputed Era. It looks like they're moving past that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this possibly. is a, possibly, yeah. But this is a good opportunity for Roderick Strong to go out there and prove himself for his Undisputed Era brethren. For sure. Uh, so, um, I I can't call this one just yet. Um, but I think that this is absolutely a match well worth your time and, mm-hmm. and, and money here. Yeah. Um, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze made his return to NXT television mm-hmm. there, uh, probably where he rightfully belongs here. I think he he understands that he's had more fun and more enjoyment out of NXT than he has on the main roster, and I think Velveteen Dream is the, the perfect guy to help reintroduce him and elevate him back into that uh, that big caliber. Yeah, I think the I think the hardcore fans would agree with that as well. Um, I mean, when you go to the main roster, you really gotta. I don't know. It, Tyler Breeze didn't do anything wrong for no. sure. It's just when when you're not pushed, you're not pushed, and there's really nothing you can do about it. And uh, he's a yeah. really really great talent. And if if he's going to be given the room to to be pushed on NXT, I think that's the rightful place yep. for him to be at. Yep. I think that's exactly what's happening to the War Raiders right now, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. But speaking of the War Raiders, they relinquished the NXT Tag Team Championships on NXT TV, which has now opened up the doors to this next match. It is a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. We've got Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch facing the Street Profits, who had a great series of matches with... um, uh, the War Raiders on NXT TV. Mm-hmm. That's Angelo Dawkins and Montel Ford. Uh, they will also be facing Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, as well as the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. Um, the Forgotten Sons, they've, they're have they doing better. Eh. They're doing better. It's a solid eh for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other three teams are just on another level. Mm. This is going to be a, a true proving ground here for the Forgotten Sons. But Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are fantastic together. They've had wars with the Undisputed Era. Uh, the Street Profits are great. Uh, again, we, we talked about them with uh, the War Raiders. And of course, Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. What haven't they done in the tag division in yeah. NXT? Yeah, 100%. Great team. Um, if it was me... I wouldn't be surprised if I defaulted back to Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and then still initiated uh, programs with the Street Profits as well as Oni Lorcan and Danny uh, Birch. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just me nitpicking a little bit here, but I really would have preferred to have like a greatest hits four-way tag match and instead of the Forgotten Sons, maybe, just maybe, Try to get uh, Mustache Mountain in here. Oh, we're, I'm, I'm big fans of Trent Seven, Tyler oh, Bate. That'd be I great. know that they're supposed to be staples of the NXT UK division, mm-hmm. and they're trying to to get that more and more off the ground, get that more, get them more exposure too. 
but man, it would have been great to have been like, did you forget about us? Yeah, right. You know, and Mustache Mountain, you know. That would have been awesome, for sure. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championships. You asked me a question earlier. When do I think that Shayna Baszler is Uh going to drop the title? Mm -hmm. I don't think it is this one. Yeah. um, My heart wants it to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I want Shayna Baszler to uh, to relinquish the title. Especially, uh, I'd be I'd be perfectly fine with Io carrying the title as well. Yeah, um, but I, I really don't think they're gonna pull the trigger on Io just yet. Um, you know, my opinions of Shayna Baszler aside, her reign has been pretty solid. I yeah, mean, she 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 has good ring work, eh, decent mic work, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm just ready for some something new with with the women's tag team division. To be honest, I, I or, feel or like the, it's the women's just, the women's singles division. Rather, sorry, with the women's singles division. Um, I really just think you, you need to get a fresh face with that championship. I think I think that what they're going to end up doing is I mean they made it pretty clear on the latest edition of NXT TV. Uh, Candice LeRae had a match, got surrounded by. Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler and her cohorts um, and uh, you know uh, Yoshirai came out with a kendo stick and helped clear the ring mm-hmm. I think Candice LeRae will ultimately be the one to take the title off of Shayna Baszler see I would almost prefer um, for Io to to take it off of In- her and then, and then have a match with Candice interesting uh, a respect match with, with Candice yeah, yeah. That, that'd be pretty good I, I think that'd be a really good match um, or, or even a three way I think that'd a three way would be really cool too for yeah. sure yeah um, and then the main event here a rematch uh, from NXT TakeOver New York a- Adam Cole will be challenging what what, what? no you, you know the thing a- Adam Cole baby hey sorry there we go <laughs> it's, it's all good. No, baby. There we go. I, I was trying to get on you. I was just like, "Where is it?" Boom, boom. <laughs> there we go. Uh, now I've got the song stuck in my head. Um, he will be facing Adam Cole. Will be facing Johnny Gargano. <laughs> uh, for the uh, NXT Championship. Um, I think this is going to be uh, perhaps an unpopular opinion. Oh. Because I love Johnny. Oh. I know that he's had a little bit of a knee problem recently, though, uh-huh. as, as at least what a little bird has told me. Um, I think that the timing is now to put the championship on Adam Cole. Yeah. I think it's yeah. going to be by some wild shenanigans, but I think it's going to happen. And I think that he's going to hold on to that title for a good long time. Until Big Daddy Ciampa comes back, I mean, I would prefer for Johnny to retain here, yeah. but I'm a big Adam Cole fan too, baby, baby. <laughs> I I really think that he would have a solid, solid reign, uh, and of course the match with Ciampa would would be fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, I just man, Johnny's such a good champion. He, he he's is such a good champion. You, you could say he is Johnny, Johnny champion. champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it really could go either way here. Absolutely. And, and this is, I'd really be fine with it going either way. Absolutely. Um, it, 
I don't know, man. It, it's going to be a great match. I'm just waiting to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's undisputed <laughs> that I will not be disappointed <laughs> with the result either way. Yeah. No, uh, it's going to be good for sure. Well, with that said, mm. let's uh, get our snorkels on here <laughs> and, and, and our, uh, our our flippy floppies, uh. and uh, let's uh, let's talk about some if wishes were fishes. Oh snap! Oh snap! <laughs> oh, going into the water. I see. Yeah, we need a we need a sound effect. We board. we really do. Uh, all right. So now that we're in the sea. Uh-huh. So yeah, in let, the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some if wishes were fishes, Stephen. Yes. So if wishes were fishes. Are you going first or am I going first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. If wishes were fishes, now that we've seen what AEW looks like, now that we know what AEW feels like, if wishes were fishes, I would want to see the partnership finally happen. I think that that it's 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 on the walls. I think they I think they both 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 these companies know it, but I think we need the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling partnership. Um, and what that means for Ring of Honor, I don't know. If they want in on this partnership, that'd be great. So that way, maybe I can see Bandito and Jeff Cobb and Mark Haskins on AEW. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a throwback to last week's episode. Yeah. Maybe I should check that one out. Maybe. But I do think that the more companies that cooperate with AEW, the more exposure that it gives to all wrestling in general, whether that's New Japan, whether that's Ring of Honor, whether that's AAA, whoever it may be. But I I think that having guys like Kazuchika Okada come over every now and again, uh, or Tamatonga and Tangaloa come over and compete in the tag division, I think those are really... Uh, beneficial for AEW mm-hmm. and can be really beneficial for New Japan as well. Yeah. And again, like I said, if Ring of Honor wants to be a part of this too, even better because I know that they are dying for some exposure right now. Yeah. And guys like, um, I know we saw that awesome Bandito Will Ospreay match uh, earlier in the week. I think that he definitely deserves a big, big spotlight. Um, I think that Will Ospreay, for that matter, deserves to have a really big U.S. spotlight on him, too. Will Ospreay's worked his ass off yeah. all See, year. See, I really, really like that wish. Uh, just because, with, like you said, now that we've seen what AEW is and what it can be, um, it can be a dominant force in American wrestling. Yeah, I, I think I think they've more than proven that with, with Double or Nothing. And... Obviously, New Japan has, time and time again, proven itself as the top in, I guess, the the Asian market, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, having a partnership with the two, you know, huge in Japan, huge in America, that's better for everybody. That's better for the wrestling fans. That's better for the wrestlers themselves because they get promotion uh, and, and pushes, I guess. So, I, I really, really like that wish. So... I'm going to go ahead and give you eight tuna fish. Dang. That's a lot of tuna. It is a lot of tuna. It's a lot of tuna. Because I really, really like that wish. Mm. I, I think that'd be beneficial to both, for sure. Mm. Just, There's not a segue coming if you were waiting for uh, one. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I was like, man, that's like a lot of like sandwiches I could make. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need a lot of bread for I'm that. I'm going to need a lot of bread for as that in, tuna. As in money. 
Yeah. Because that question, or that wish is money. Hey, I made it. Mission accomplished. I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Man, that was awesome, Steven. That was truly awesome. Well, why thank you. Why thank you. <laughs> so, uh, if wishes were fishes for me, uh, we would get an All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view in Texas. Oh. Uh, whether that be Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Houston, oh. Dallas, wherever you put it, I will be there because I need to see a show of that caliber in person. And the last time I went to a wrestling show, I was very, very young, but I love it. I love the atmosphere of it, reacting with the crowd, everything like that. But with how WWE's been recently, I really wouldn't want to go to like uh, a just a Raw or a SmackDown. A, a WWE type show. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But if I can get a show of this caliber from AEW in Texas, I, w- I would be a happy fish. Super happy fish. I, I would be too, and I completely agree with where you're coming from here. Uh, I'm actually going to give that uh, uh, five electric eels, because that wish is electric. I like it. Yeah. I like it. How many eels? How many? Five. Five. That's a, that's, you know, that's a lot of... It's a lot of lightning in that bag of eels. I like that. I like that. Very nice. Yeah. Um, if wishes were fishes, mm. I know I talked about this man just a few moments ago, but uh, seriously, in all seriousness, I was gushing all over the match with Will Ospreay and Bandito that we watched on Thursday. A fantastic match. That alone was a five-star match, in my opinion, also. 100%. Um, so if you guys are keeping track of New Japan uh, this week, best of the Super Juniors, um, you, obviously you've seen three nights on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of great, great action. And even better, let's be real here, um, if you're not watching New Japan, the best of the Super Juniors, you need you to should be. be. You absolutely need to be watching this here. Uh, it's quality matches, night after night. You would not be disappointed. And again, it's a it's about nine dollars a month, and you get all that great action. Every show that they put on, you get access to it, which is a fantastic deal. Mm-hmm. We are not sponsors of them, no. not by any means. No. We are just promoters of great professional wrestling. Absolutely. Um, with that said. Um, if Wishes Were Fishes, I would want Will Ospreay to main event Wrestle Kingdom 14. This is a big year for New Japan, and Will Ospreay has consistently been the best per- uh, performer all year long, regardless of promotion, in my professional opinion. Yeah. Will Ospreay is huge. Uh, he's gain- He's bulked up. He's gaining a lot of weight, a lot of muscle mass. He's changed a lot of the way that he performs and wrestles in the ring. And I think it- he, uh, of all people, would be the one to, de- to dethrone Kazuchika Okada uh, next year at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Yeah. No, I, I really, really like that wish. Um, from all the New Japan stuff that I've seen, Will Ospreay is my standout from New Japan, honestly. He's he's probably my favorite wrestler from that promotion. He, like you said, puts on consistently great matches. Um, and honestly, man, yeah, it's probably time. It's probably time. Yeah. Put him in that main event. Give him that hard push. He can more than deliver on, on what you're looking for, you know? Make it happen. Yeah. So, 
Um, I think it would be a really, really good idea for New Japan to put Will Ospreay on a perch and prop Ooh. him up. So I'm going to give that five white perch fish. Ooh. Yeah. He's also white. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's white white perch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah I, white I, perch fish. I, I guess it works, right? Okay, cool. Like I said, my segues aren't aren't like yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was like, yeah, he is white. I guess. He is. He's a white guy. Yeah. yeah no, that's sure. that's awesome. <laughs> well, go on. Then, yeah, sir. yeah. Uh, so, if wishes were fishes, I would have Jordan Devlin join AEW. Oh God. <laughs> so I got introduced to Jordan Devlin uh, just recently with the uh, Super Strong Style 16 from Progress Wrestling. Yeah. And he honestly is probably one of the most, uh, one of the wrestlers with the most solid ring work I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I remember saying out loud and, and texting you about it that he looks like he's wrestling with cheat codes on. He he looks like he's wrestling with auto reversal on <laughs> the the technicality from this guy is crazy, um, yeah. So I would love for Jordan Devlin to be in AEW. I, I think there's a lot of feuds that you could do with him. And honestly, really, even if you, I would love for them to push him really hard uh, and, and make him one of the top guys. But even if they don't, he he could be a consistently great mid card wrestler. So, yeah, so true, and, and and he does do that for NXT UK, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I think we, for what we saw of him in progress, you know, I think we we are already very very well versed in what Jordan Devlin is capable of, right? Um, I think that he's a fantastic talent, and I think he definitely exceeds. Uh, expectations. He is up there with Will Ospreay as one of the best performers that I've seen, um, you know, uh, all year. Yeah. Um, the part that's a bit tricky is obviously he's under contract with WWE, mm-hmm. and how long that happens, I don't know. Uh, that's why he, it's a wish. It, it is why it's a wish yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and I completely agree with you. I think that a lot of guys could be um, better served elsewhere. Um, I will go ahead and give that. Um, I'm going to give that three Mako sharks mm. because uh, it, it's a it's a bit of an import here uh, into Texas. Whenever you get a, a a fish, when you if you were to order Mako shark mm-hmm. meat, mm-hmm. Uh, it's either imported from California or from Mexico. And you know what they say about Jordan Devlin when he's wrestling in Ireland. He's the import killer, mm. and when he's wrestling in progress, he's the killer import. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You're, man. I, I guess your brain does operate in segways. It, it always, always operates. It's pretty nice. Yeah, you, you should you should ask Michelle what it's like being married to me. Yeah, I'm sure she has a great time. What, one lifelong <laughs> segway. Yeah, essentially. Yes. You ever made a segway on a segway? I don't think I've ever ridden a Segway. Before. Oh man, Mr. Might, Segway himself. It might absorb all of my Segway powers. Oh, I see. So I might have to avoid that. You might want to avoid Segways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other wishes, Stephen? I definitely have some other wishes. Uh, do you? You want to do some more? Yeah, let's do one more, yeah. just for the heck of it. Okay. Why not? Um, so, 
if wishes were fishes, um, I want an AEW streaming service. Ooh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, right about yesterday. Yes, please. Um, I, preferably, uh, it, it would have the weekly shows on it. I know from a contractual standpoint, that might be the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, but I would really, really love that. I, I don't watch a lot of uh, like the full-length Raw and SmackDowns, but I watch them on Hulu. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily need to be AEW streaming service, but if they have a consistent deal with one of the streaming services to put all the shows on there that you can watch um, and then you know maybe have their own for their, their pay-per-views and, and other stuff that they might do, um, I think that would be awesome. And, you know, this is the age of streaming. Uh, this is the age of, you know, demand and everything's moving super quick. You know, mm. not everyone has, has time to sit down at the same exact time every week to to watch a show. I know I don't, you know, with, with Headlock Talk, we got a lot of planning going on and we're, we're busy a lot. So, I mean, if you put it on one time a week, it's going to be very hard for, for us to catch that. So an AEW streaming service would just be the bee's knees. It absolutely would, you know, and and you y- you might as well put a sword through me here because I'm giving this one here for Marlins, also commonly looking like a swordfish. You you just you just got me right in the heart with that one, Stephen. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> you never cease to to <laughs> deliver on, on them. Um. The, so for my final wish here, mm. if wishes were fishes. We got huge emphasis on tag team wrestling. Yes, uh, with Double or Nothing. I obviously, and I called for this a long, long time ago, and I certainly hope for their sake that it happens sometime soon as well. Uh, they were talked about at the pre, like the pressers and some of the other things going on around AEW weekend, uh, especially with Starcast. I do hope that the revival come to AEW. Mm. I think that's going to be a career saver. They had a, a really good match for all intents and purposes with the Usos, and they beat the Usos on Monday Night Raw. Um, I think that feud is still going to continue, but really and truly, if you want them to actually uh, break their barriers that they have currently and really live up to the biggest potential possible, and I know they have big potential here, they need to go to AEW. Uh, Arn Anderson, the legendary Arn Anderson from the Four Horsemen, offered to manage them uh, if they were to come to AEW. I think that would be a great move, and they would be awesome rivals for the Lucha Bros, uh, for the Young Bucks, for the best friends. I mean, you could put them against any tag team in the world, and they're going to do great. So that's my that's my final wish, if yep. wishes were fishes. I, I really like that one, too. I think the Revival could do, like, a lot of good in AEW, mm-hmm. and, and especially because the the situation that they have in uh, WWE right now. Uh, if you believe some of the things that have been online, the situation's kind of crappy. Yeah, it's kind of crappy, unfortunately. And, and for that reason, I'm going to give this one six black crappy fish. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good, Steve. Uh, That's probably the best one I've done. Hey, that was pretty that's, nice. That's pretty go- you got two really good ones in there. Uh, they're okay. Yeah, they're they're good. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're, we've always got time. That's yeah, for sure. 
Um, speaking of time, it is time for our mailbag section. Woo! And we'll, yes, absolutely. Sorry yeah. if that. Oh my god! Sorry if that was loud. I kind of screamed that. <laughs> That's okay. We'll edit it down. We will fix it in post. <laughs> um, but yes, um, as uh, as we always do, we will close out the section with our, ma- our mailbag. Here, we always invite you, the listener, to send in your questions. We definitely want to hear from you, your thoughts, your opinions, and especially with AEW just now uh, closing. You know, uh, we want to make sure that uh, we take in all your questions that you might have about the show or about anything else wrestling or even non-wrestling related. We're always open to answering your questions. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, exist outside the world of wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so if you want to debate over whether or not the moon is made of cheese, uh, we're certainly here it for totally you. It totally is. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, first question comes up from Protect the Business Podcast. They are at... Uh, PTB Wrestling on Twitter. This is their second or third question to us. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your questions as always. Uh, Protect the Business Podcast asks, what was your take on Cody destroying the throne (laughs) with the Iron Cross? It's a bit on the nose. (laughs) Oh, you think? Yeah, it's a bit on the nose. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I'm not like... I really don't know who he's referencing with that. Do you? (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, it, yeah. it didn't, it didn't like take anything away from the show. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'll give it that. I thought yeah. it was funny. Bit on the nose, but a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be obvious. They know what goes on outside the realms. Is it a bit? Um, is it a bit WCW of them to kind of do something like that? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that as time goes on, I think they need to learn that. If we focus on ourselves, the the you know the rest will follow suit. Right, right. And if the in ring action is any indication of what AEW is all about, I think they're in very very good shape yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Uh, so um, I think it was a little bit of fun. Um, yeah. It's not like yeah. it's just a little bit of fun. It's yeah. you know it's it's not like WWE haven't knocked them. Right. So right. You know, all's fair in love and war. But with that said. I'm of the personal opinion. I don't like seeing divisions within wrestling fans mm-hmm. and within the wrestling community. I think we can all just simply come together and enjoy good wrestling. Yeah. I think those who are putting themselves into these camps and being divisive on Twitter are certainly in the minority here. I think we can all come together and just enjoy good wrestling Absolutely. in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let me see here. <laughs> uh, Connor. On Twitter, uh, Connor uh, is at Connor with a K, K O N O R underscore 12, asks, is Moxley, is Moxley showing up in AEW and FU to Vince and WWE? 100%. I mean, that's what they were, that's what they were going for. I mean, to I, a certain degree. I think to a degree, yes. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, l- let me rephrase that. I, I think they wanted John Moxley anyway. Yeah, not not because that they were they were necessarily trying to use him as a as a tool right. or, or a sign to right. to be like, hey, WWE, we got him. But that's a good plus of right. signing him, right? And I think that he wanted to be somewhere where he could express himself anyway. Yeah, right. right. Um, like that's that's what his whole thing was about in leaving WWE was he was frustrated with the inability to actually be who he wanted to be creatively. Right. Um, so I think that. I think that it was a mutual thing, <laughs> feeling between he and everybody at AEW that he wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, is it an FU to Vince? I mean, it just depends on how you perceive things. I uh, mean, I, he I did think give. 
he did give Kenny Omega an FU yeah. again yeah. from the top of that poker chip stack down to a crash pad. Yeah. So, I think it is. I think it is an FU to Vince, but I don't necessarily think that that was the main reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, here, I'll, I'll introduce one this time. So oh, we have one, you. yeah. So we have one for um, uh, the MG experience uh, at illustrious G forty on oh, hey, Twitter. Hey, hello again. Yeah, hello again. Uh, nice to get another question from you. Uh, he's asking us what was the standout moment from Double or Nothing. It's a very hard question. Uh, there are so many things. I think the two for me uh, would be the entire uh, Rhodes Clash match. Uh, just that, that. Oh yeah, the, the that, Rhodes match. Yeah, that match yeah. was was effing incredible. Really, really solid. Um, and then the other standout ma- standout moment would be um, John Moxley for me. I mean that that's that's huge. That's something we've been wanting for a long time, and to have him come in in that way, I thought was really really cool. Right. In light of you picking those two. I guess um, I did pick the the two big ones. No, Sorry. no, no, no. I mean, there's plenty uh, to there's choose. Plenty from. to yeah. talk about. Obviously, um, I'm just gonna say, for me, it wasn't necessarily just a moment. It was just the consideration that each match was top quality. Like everything was yeah. really, really good. And uh, I will say that um, again, this is not this is not intended to be a knock, uh, but again. We criticize when criticisms do. We haven't necessarily gotten the same thing with the competitor uh, product as of right now. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the you know the, the the WWE product has not had a pay per view like that uh, for a while. WrestleMania was not like that. I mean, unless you count NXT. Yeah, takeover, unless you count you know? NXT Takeover. Mm-hmm. The main, I guess, uh, I will preface this: the main WWE product has not. You know, given us that kind of experience in a long time, right, right. Um, so I just, w- I'll, I'll say that the match quality was super duper high, um, and if they are able to, uh, you know, look on this and reflect on it, I would hope that this is the fire under WWE's ass that they needed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's kind of a cop out answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the standout moment? Double or nothing. Yeah, that was the standout <laughs> moment from yeah. Double or Nothing. Oh, okay, fine. You twisted my <laughs> arm. So, yes, I'll agree with you. The The Rhodes match was the standout moment. That was probably the most emotionally driven match that I've probably ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was it... The question is, was it as good as Gargano and Cole from NXT TakeOver New York? That's a really tough comparison. Yes, in a different way. Really? Yes. Uh, yes, in a different way. Oh, man. We're going to have to have a whole different debate after this. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved the match. If I hated it, I wouldn't have given it five stars, yeah. right? I loved the match. That is the standout moment for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Um, let me see here. Okay. Um, scroll down a little bit more here. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, from uh, Take a Knee for Marvel versus DC. They are on Twitter at Knee for Marvel uh, vs. DC. They ask, my question, as good as everyone praises this show, was it really better than the last couple of takeovers? Mm. This seems topical. Yeah. Uh, and would you say AEW is m- more so competing with NXT than the WWE main roster? 
That's a good question. There's a, yeah. Yes. Real good question. Very good question. Thank you for the question, guys. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Was it as good as the last couple of takeovers? Well, that would be NXT TakeOver New York that we've talked about all show somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another great show, NXT TakeOver Phoenix. So mm-hmm. if we're looking at those two shows in particular, was it as good as those two? Um, hmm. I would say they're about as good as each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Double or Nothing was probably as good as TakeOver New York and probably a little bit better than NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Yeah, that, I was just about to say that. I would, In terms of the three, I would put it NXT uh, TakeOver New York first. Yeah. Uh, Double or Nothing second, Phoenix third. Yeah, just, just very ever so slightly right behind there with that yeah. second one. So, I mean, if we go by the law of averages, yes, it, it was as good as the last couple of TakeOvers. Uh, I, I do believe that. Um, would you say AEW is more so competing with NXT than WWE's main product? Um, so that that's kind of an interesting question. I think in terms of um, getting eyes on the TV, yep. um, I, I don't think that they're competing with NXT necessarily uh, for, for the casual fan. Mm. For the hardcore fan... Yes. Uh, NXT is the best product, in my opinion, that WWE has right now. Mm. And and I think it's really the only one that is on caliber or on par with what we saw from uh, Double or Nothing. So, yes and no. In in terms of, like, the business, it's competing with WWE's main product. But in terms of actual entertainment for the hardcore fan, I would say it's competing with NXT. So... Um. Yeah. I mean, I think in ring wise, they're competing with NXT mm-hmm. because NXT just puts on spectacular shows on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? Like they they always you know live up to expectations or exceed expectations. Yeah. Um. But as far as their direct competition, when they hit TNT, they are directly competing against what WWE's main product is. Exactly. Yeah. So I think. In a way, they're competing on two different fronts against the same company. Yeah, yeah. I can see what you mean by that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I, I would say. And, and I think the guys in NXT are going to be more than happy to, to stand up to the challenge. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what happens with the main roster remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll, I guess we'll take it from there. Uh, Mike Charlotte, as always. Uh, hello again, Mike. Hello again, Mike. <laughs> nice, to, nice to be hearing uh, again from you. He, he asked a series of questions again, and I always enjoy answering them. Uh, so Mike is at uh, MikeJC821 on Twitter. Uh, first question, do you guys think Vince watched Double or Nothing, and if he did, did he blow a gasket at the throne destruction, or did he even, or did he not even get it because he's Vince? LOL. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> I like that question. I so I don't think he personally watched it, right? But I know for sure that a ton of people in the company watched it. Yeah, I would. I'd probably even go as far as saying Triple H himself probably watched it. Yeah, I, I was. I was pretty much going to say the exact same thing. He didn't watch it. I don't think, but he damn sure has heard about it. Oh yeah, you know he's got people telling him what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and let's be honest, Vince probably most likely doesn't even watch 
NXT or NXT UK yeah, or right. uh, to a degree maybe even 205 Live. He, he I mean, if he doesn't watch it. NXT, he, he doesn't watch 205 Live. <laughs> I can say that. Well, yeah. I think. You know, which is, I mean, that, that point in and of itself is kind of sad, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Um, let me see here. He says, okay, serious question now. This is, this is still Mike here. Uh, did you guys see the pure excitement on Moxley's face like I did? He looks rejuvenated. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% agree with yeah. that. He looks like he's having uh, a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I think he's found a really good home to be in. Absolutely. And, and uh, I really like just, like, the faces he was making and the body language he had. We're, we're getting... We're getting John Moxley wanting to be John Moxley and, yep. and being able to portray that character how he wants to. And uh, I'm really excited for that. And you and like you said, Mike, you definitely could see that on his face mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, one last question here from Mike. Uh, he says that he spoke to a few people who uh, thought the blood in the Cody versus Dustin match was unnecessary, but I disagreed because it drove home the emotion of the match. Do you guys agree that the blood was necessary? Uh, forget the fact that he probably cut himself too deep and that the blood was everywhere. Um, yeah, we, we talked about this uh, yeah. a, a little bit already. Uh, spoiler alert, we look at y'all's questions before we answer them. But um, Oh, <laughs> man, we're breaking the fourth wall. I know, I know. Well, not all the time. It's Usually I'll just like check oh. the thread and read a couple questions. And, oh, look, it's a question. And, and start thinking about them. But um, yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about it before. I don't necessarily think that the blood was unnecessary or necessary. Uh, I, I think the match itself uh, kind of stood on its own as a really, really solid match. However, I do agree that the blood added to the emotion of the match. Yeah, uh, I think it would have been a great match without it, Yeah, and it is a, obviously a, a fantastic match with it. Um, do I think it was a little overdone? Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there, there was so much blood, y'all. There was a lot of blood. It, I, I I didn't think it was too much blood. Now I don't want him like like a stuffed pig. Yeah, you know, like I've seen some uh, Eddie Guerrero, you know, rest his soul, and and John Cena moments where they've gone way way past where they should have gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of blood, mm-hmm. uh, but I I do think that it hit the right tenor. Yeah, um, and. Did it add to the match? Certainly. Would it have taken away anything if they didn't uh, have blood? No. I thought the match was headed in a great direction Absolutely. anyway. But, man, did it it drove home a lot more emotion in yeah, that yeah, match. Yeah, for sure. Really, the thing that, that got me with the blood, and, and again, I'm not saying it, it shouldn't have had the blood. I thought it was cool. Uh, really, the thing that got me, though, was like, Usually when when you have a spot with blood or, or spots with blood, yeah. um, it, it's preferably for me it's like oh he's bleeding a lot and then that that spot kind of dwindles out and then he maybe stops bleeding a little bit mm-hmm. he was bleeding a lot for about 15 minutes yeah it it was he was pouring blood off of his face yeah and i i don't think that they needed that amount to drive the drive the point home but at the same time, it doesn't hinder it. So I'm in a very weird camp with this one. Uh, I do think it it could have uh, they could have had a little bit less blood, but yeah. I don't think it was overdone necessarily. Uh, I don't well, know. And, and I saw a picture of him after the match. He was nice and safe. I don't think there was anything truly to worry about That's there. Good. That's but, good. But he, uh, yeah, he he got himself good. It on was that a one. lot, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but to to Mike's point, 
I do 100% agree with the fact that it did add a lot of uh, um, a big emotional factor to the match, for sure. 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. And with that said... Let's go home, Stephen. Uh, we uh, we certainly appreciate all your questions that you've had for this week, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Absolutely, we every single week you guys amaze us, and we thank you guys for always tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to Headlock Talk yet, please do. Uh, we you can find us uh, in a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher, and you can also find us on YouTube. So if you will be so kind, please go ahead and click that subscribe button on uh, any one of those or yeah. each of them. Yeah, yeah some uh, of them are join, some of them are follow, some of them are subscribe. But yeah, but do the thing. Cl- click the button and click do the, the button and do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, <laughs> send us a video of you giving us a dance. After you've clicked that subscribe button, that'd oh. be surely appreciated. We'll, we'll we'll give you guys a huge shout out. We'll, yeah. we'll retweet you on Twitter. Absolutely. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us uh, at Headlock Talk. Uh, again, that's at Headlock Talk on Twitter. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, I do uh, want to mention about our Twitter account. We we are just a hop, skip, and a jump away from a thousand followers on Twitter. So thank you guys so so much. It's really awesome the support that we've been getting there. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, um, and uh, you know, may, maybe one day, the more and more followers we get, we'll give you all a face reveal or something like that, well, maybe, or, or, or do some giveaways. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're also working on a few interesting uh, things here. We've, we've come up with some T-shirt designs. Mm. We've also got some big plans. So let's see where the future shakes out here. Yeah. Uh, we will get, be giving you guys uh, obviously a review of our uh, journey to uh, Russell Circus on the 23rd of June. Yes. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, uh, if you have questions in the future for our mailbag section, we absolutely love hearing from you guys. We mm-hmm. love all uh, always interacting with you guys online on Twitter. And uh, once again, sincerely, like Stephen said, sincerely thank you guys uh, for checking us out, being so supportive, helping our you know helping our f- uh, followership grow. Mm. We love supporting the wrestling community. Um, so. Again, thank you guys for listening. I've been the Texas Gentleman, Mr. Tanner Pruitt, and to my right, as always, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys again for listening, and have yourselves a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Later, y'all. Later. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. 
Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumpkecareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.